Virginia is for families, all sorts of families. My family, your family, your neighbor's family, for families of all species, for beach chair sitting families and paddleboard standing families, for families that like to camp outside and the ones that would rather museum inside. Yep, we got plenty of those to choose from. For mountain hiking families and would rather hang out by the pool resort going families. Come to think of it, that's more my speed. So, in conclusion, Virginia has all sorts of things your family could love. So, come love it for yourself. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.xzoneradio.com and xzonetv.com. My guest this hour is Dan Clark, and we've had the pleasure of having Dan on the show before. And we're going to be talking about Liberated from Madness, Reclaiming the Life God Meant You to Live. And Dan, welcome back to the X-Zone. Dan, welcome back to the X-Zone. Dan, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, welcome back. Uh, Dan, uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Oh, uh, my name is Dan Clark, and uh, I'm a, an author, and I've written a book called Eyewitness, mm-hmm. The Shocking Insider Story of Jehovah's Witnesses. And uh, I was in that cult for 40 years, and um, and I'm totally free. And uh, with all the hooks out and uh, just free, living an empowering life, a uh, joyful life, and uh, life is good, and I want to share that message with anybody who's maybe uh, trying to get out of a call to stuck, immobilized, fearful, you know, afraid of that mystery. I want to just share, you know, my hope with them. Dan, when did you realize that you were part of a cult? Oh, it was about seven years ago. I realized... Uh, I don't know, I started, my, you know, my body started to get full of pain. I started to have emotional, mental pain, 
and uh, it was uh, it was really taking me down. You know, I just I felt fear and shame. I wasn't able to live up to the expectations of an angry God, which is how I viewed Jehovah. He was coming back any day to you know create genocide on uh, you know on the world. Anybody who wasn't a Jehovah's Witness. And I knew I wasn't living up to the standard. I wasn't getting the hours in, the field service, the door-to-door ministry, and so on and so forth. There's, a, you know, it's a seven-day-a-week job. So that's when I finally realized that, uh, you know, there's something wrong here and so on and so forth. But there, that was kind of the turning point when I recognized there's something wrong. If we're serving the one and only true God, we should be happy. We should be joyful. We should mm-hmm. be full of peace. And, and it wasn't the case. Dan, stand by. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. We'll be right back. Exo Nation, Dan Clark is our special guest. Now, when we come back, a story that is true. And if you'd like to find out more about Dan, his website is www.villapress.com. He's the author of Eyewitness, the shocking insider story of Jehovah Witnesses. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon Live and Around the World on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Are you interested in the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, or psychic phenomenon? 
Join me, Tim Bartley, co-host of Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers, Tim and Justina, coming mid-January 2017 to the XZBN. We will channel spirits live and talk to them, revealing all kinds of amazing information. Spiritual attachments will be found and removed on the show, and so much more. To find out when you can listen to Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, visit www.xzbn.net for listeners on both sides of the veil. Dan Clark is our special guest, and um, Dan's website is www.villapress.com. Dan, um, what was it, what were some of the things that you witnessed and, and that you participated in that raised these emotional flags and raised the, the possibility to you that, hey, something is very wrong here? Well, it was just, you know, the, the door-to-door ministry, you know, turned into hours. Mm-hmm. You know, or if you had enough hours, it was you could have privileges within the hall. And, you know, everything was monitored. I mean, literally, like even your sexual life at home. You know, if you, you know, say, you know, you masturbated or something and you, you know, you were required to go talk to the elders and but tell why, them that you did this. But why would your sexual life be any of their business well it was because it was scriptural because it could bring you know reproach on the congregation because it was leading up to wrongdoing you had to you had to share the most intimate of things your your sexual relationships even with your your wife if the watchtower had something then in there about sex and you felt like you you weren't in alignment with it then you would have to you know tell the elders and but it but it it, it, it what, All right, what but besides was, besides the sexual aspect of it, what else? Yeah. What else? It was just it was just the whole thing. As I started to go door to door, I started to see people who were really wonderful, mm-hmm. people that looked like good, wholesome people with good families and nice cars and homes. And I started to say, you know, could we be the only ones? You know, could we truly be the only ones? And that started to wear on me. I saw, you know, kind of the. I started to see that a lot of the sisters were on Prozac and Paxil and antidepressants, and I started to, you know, I just started to notice things. I'd go to a book study, and I'd see a sister there that looked like she was 30 years older than she was. Her mm-hmm. hair was falling out, and I was thinking, what's, what's causing this? Why do they call us the, you know, the sisters are on Prozac? You know, what's, what's all this about? And I realized it was the, you know, how can you, how can you go to a meeting, literally, five meetings a week mm-hmm. and seven days a week studying, you know, going door to door, you know, it's, it's like, that's not life. And then there was the part also about, you know, waiting for an end to come. You're not present here today. If you're only waiting, it's like I, I even tell the Christians, if you're only waiting to get to heaven, if you're only waiting for the paradise earth, which is the witnesses, the Jehovah's Witnesses message that soon the earth is going to be a paradise, you, you don't have anything to contribute now. You just go door to door, knock on the doors, and, and say the end's coming. It's, it's right around the corner. And, uh, and that's the end of it. And that's the message. And after you've done that for 40 years, 
it's like someone has taken, it, it's like, say, you know, just as an example, you're a plant, right? Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're trying to emerge out of the ground. It's like somebody taking a, a can and putting it over, a, over you and, and, and snuffing out the sunlight and the nutrients, and you start to die. And I started to see it in my father, in my, you know, my dad, you know, died of shame at a young age. He couldn't even get off the floor. You know, he felt like he failed Jehovah. He didn't bring his kids up in the mental regulating of Jehovah, meaning he didn't bring his kids up as Jehovah's Witnesses. And he was so shamed by that, he, he was immobilized. He was crippled by it. And that's the whole, that, that's what was happening. I started to see this is a fear-based, shame-based organization that, you, you know, you serve God out of fear because one day he's going to come back and he's going to kill everybody, you know, who's not a Jehovah's Witness. We're out there warning people to get to know Jehovah before it's too late. So those were some of the things that started to come into my awareness, that this, that this can't be right. This, this absolutely can't be right. It's, it, you know, I met too many wonderful people. Now, Does that you, make sense? You said that you, uh, you had, um, were you in the Jehovah's Witnesses for 40 years? Four zero. Yes, yes. I was raised a Jehovah's Witness okay. from birth. If what is what is the the rate, the percentage of people who actually leave the Jehovah Witnesses after a while? Is it very high or is it very low? You know, I don't know exactly to be honest with you. Okay. I think it's a fairly large rate. I think more people are leaving now. The prophecies that we all look forward to, like a large amount of them left in '75, right? Because there was a prophecy that said it was six thousand years after you know from the world's beginning till seventy five so they did everything but say that it was on that day. Then I was in the eighty six prophecy, okay, and they said in nineteen fourteen when peace was was you know just imminent, it was just the whole world was peaceful, World War one started, mm-hmm. so they said that was when Satan got hurled to the earth. So they came up with a prophecy that said from 1914 till present day, we're 70 years into the generation that's going to see the end. And in Matthew, it talks about there'd be a generation that would see food shortages, earthquakes, famines, and and all these things. And and then it says, and then in this generation, the end would come. So the witnesses prophesied from 1914, there would be 70 or 80 years, which would bring you up into the 80s, 96 arena, and then the end would come. So we started studying the Revelation book. We started, you know, we were going over all the prophecies of Revelation and the beast, and and everybody was excited because the end was coming. The paradise was soon. Well, do you know what happened? Nothing. Nothing. And there was no apology. There was no, we're sorry, you know, that uh, we were wrong. There was no apology. And my father lived for that day, and, and my mother lived for that day. They They postponed medical... Uh, things that they needed for their health. They postponed their savings. They postponed school and college because you're using the world to the full. And we don't want to use Satan's world to the full because all those that are in the world are, are passing away. And so is his desire. But he that does the will of Jehovah remains forever. So that was, that was, uh, that was the prophecy that never came true. So what happens in, in 96, they started to change everything. The Watchtower comes out with a new article, and guess what it says? The light got brighter. Jehovah has shed new light. 
and it's like, okay, and it's like, what's the new light? Well, you know, it's not the light got brighter. It's a new light. It's the generation, you know, the new prophecy now was the generation wasn't a generation as we knew it, and this and that and the other. But the whole thing changed. And what my question was is if Jesus, they call himself the faithful slave, okay, which means that Jesus Christ passes down literature through their organization and dispenses it out into the world, right? So they're a faithful slave. They say, thank you, Jesus. They put it in their watchtowers mm -hmm. and awake, and they dispense it to the world, right? Yeah. So if they're the faithful, discreet slave, and that message changed, who's wrong? You're saying God is wrong. You're saying Christ is wrong. If you're saying they said in 78 years from 1914, the end would come. Well, the witnesses will never, ever apologize for anything they did wrong. They will not apologize for the, for the fear and shame. They will not say, we made a mistake here. We made a, a, a big mistake, and, you know, we've, we, we've, you know, offered you guys hope, mm -hmm. and there wasn't any hope. And the whole, the whole thing is, why would you just look for the end? I mean, why would God create us just to just live? Just to destroy us. Yeah, to live 70 or 80 years only looking for an end, knocking on doors every day for the rest of our life, and, uh, and, and that's our life. We go out the doors two by two, and then we go to the meeting, and we get counseled on how we did at the door. Well, Brother Clark, you didn't talk from your own words. Brother Clark, we think you could do a little better. Uh, you need to study the watchtower a little more so you could puppet the message a little bit easier. Brother Clark, we, we'd like to hear you comment in your own words. Brother Clark, are you having a family home Bible study? What's going on in the bedroom? It goes on and on and on. And the reason I'm so fired up about it is, is I, when, I see, when I see people today, Mm -hmm. I know that they were that they are created in God's image and likeness, and, and there's a potentiality for everybody to shine and be bright, and and to be a part of the world and share and contribute and offer hope and to to to, to be a a fountain of water of life for somebody. You know, Jesus said, "Come drink the life. Come and drink life's waters free." I believe when we become whole, we become those fountains of water, and 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 for one another. And, and it's refreshing. And, and you know, I, ever since I've lost my judgment of people, you know, because I used to say, you're dead. You're dead. You didn't accept their message. You're dead. And ever since I've, uh, ever since I've lost that judgment, I've, I've found that there's wonderful people in the world. The world is full of angels and just beautiful people. And, you know, when I got that shame off my back and that fear, I mean, the most wonderful things happened to me. I met the most wonderful woman in my life. And I've been blessed beyond measure. I mean, I've become an artist. You know, it just came out of me autonomously. I could paint beautiful paintings. And, you know, the music just comes forth. And I just want that for everybody. When I look at somebody and I see shame and fear, they say, God, I hope I'm making God happy. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Dan, I've heard that once you leave the Jehovah Witnesses faith, that uh, you are cut off from all of your family and church family. Is this true? And if so, how have you dealt with this? Well, the way you deal with it, honestly, you know the old song. It says, if you can't be with the one you love, love the ones you're with. Mm -hmm. It's the absolute truth. You don't have a choice. When your family cuts you off, that's it. You just say goodbye, and you, and you don't think it's real. At first you think, you know, this is my family. They can't be serious. 
And then the next thing you know, you're cut off. My wife's been cut off from her family. She's in a, in a was in a little bit different type of cult. Kids don't talk to her. They got grandkids. It's disgusting. But you know what you do? The world, the people in the world. There's wonderful. There's lots of wonderful people out there. And that is my message to anybody who's out there that is wondering, you know, where do I go when I leave this organization and all these friends and all these people? Where do, where do I go? Well, the world is full of some wonderful people. And if you'll just let, let go of that judgment, that perception you have that these people are wicked and these people are, you know, not good for me, you'll find angels everywhere. Dan, I've got to take a corner. commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Dan Clark is our special guest. And we're um, talking about his book. His website is www.villagepress.com. And we'll continue on the other side of this news break with Dan Clark as the Exxon continues right here on the Talk Star Radio Network. Coming. Armageddon, UFOs, ETs, terrorism, the critical mass 2008 presidential elections. Dr. Jason Rand talks the talk and walks the walk. Being a twice-nominated Grammy record producer, recording artist, publisher, lecturer, UFO ET researcher and investigator, and best-selling author of The Return of Planet X, Mankind's Ongoing Legacy with a Brown Dwarf Star, Dr. Jason Rand truly does walk the walk and talk the talk. For more information on Dr. Jason Rand or to order The Return of Planet X, visit his website at www.returnofplanet-x.com or call 901-336-9660. And where will you be in the year 2012? This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Our special guest this hour is Dan Clark, and we're talking about Dan's plight, uh, or flight, I should say, from the Jehovah Witness uh, organization. Dan, uh, one of our producers would like to know uh, uh, something 
about a spanking room. Is there such a room in the kingdom hall, uh, kingdom halls uh, where children or or those who act up during a, uh, a service are spanked and uh, chastised? Uh, no. There's uh, basically all the children are to be in the auditorium, as with you know other. Uh, faiths like the Jehovah's Witness, they, they're in the auditorium, and then when they act up, mm-hmm. you want to, you know, either discipline them in their seat, either by, you know, a smack or, you know, whatever you need to do, a dirty look. But if, you're, if your child is screaming, and, you know, I could understand why they'd be screaming, because they're sitting in a two-hour meeting, and they're told not to move, not to be still, and then you go into the bathroom, what they do is they'll, they'll take a kid up, they'll jump out of their chair, and then they'll they'll carry it to the back and usually be spanking it in 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 kind of a codependent manner, so that the rest of the hall can see that they're you know disciplining their child appropriately. And then once they get to the bathroom, you hear a real paddling. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but you hear a real paddling, and uh, a kid screaming at the top of its lungs, and then they bring it back out in the auditorium to sit the next hour or however long the meeting is. So there is no such thing as a spanking room. No, there is no such thing as a spanking room. It's the bathroom. Sorry to break your heart, Sam. There is no (laughs) spanking room. Um, What else? uh, What are else? Are some of the limitations of the Jehovah Witnesses? And what is the what is the purpose of going door to door? Is it to bring other uh, bring new people into the organization? Yeah, basically, you, you go door to door because. You feel that was the commission. It was based on Matthew uh, twenty four fourteen that says the good news of the kingdom will be preached in all the nation for a witness to all all people, and then the end would come. So it's really kind of a warning work. You know, people's houses are on fire, so to speak, and you're mm-hmm. going to get them out. So you know, before they burn. So it's a warning work, and it's a warning work to get to know Jehovah. Uh, there, you know. So, so tell me, Dan, how is the way that you viewed God as a Jehovah Witness different from the way that you view Him now? Well, the way I viewed God as a as a witness was a fearful, angry God that you know I couldn't meet His expectation. I couldn't keep control of my you know, in a sense, sexual desires, even though I wasn't doing anything you know outside of my mm-hmm. marriage or outside of. But but you know the the things you do as a man or, or or wife you know those things and and also I just couldn't keep up with the amount of studying you know in in the meetings I mean so so anyway the way I viewed God then was an angry judgmental God uh, God that was coming back any day to to have genocide on those who were not Jehovah's Witnesses and then now I just view God as a as a loving God as a God that's constantly pouring out Himself. I, I believe it's a God of order. It's a God that's keeping the solar system in place, that brings the moon up every night, the, the sun in the morning, uh, that's pumping my heart, that's giving me breath, that's all right, feeding so, me. So I guess we you can know. we can we can consolidate all that into saying that you're much more happier with the way you view God now than you did as a Jehovah Witness. Yes, absolutely. Okay, why? What if you felt like this? Why did you remain a Jehovah Witness for 40 years? It was fear. <clears throat> it was fear. Because as you're, as you're in the Jehovah's Witnesses, I tell people, when, when a Jehovah's Witness comes to your door, the message that you hear is that the earth is going to be a paradise soon. 
You're not mm-hmm. going to have all this suffering and all this stuff. And so it's a, it's a positive message. Once you become a, a witness, the message changes. They go into the Old Testament. God becomes an angry God. Jehovah becomes this God that, you, you know, uh, disciplined the Israelites, opened up the ground and swallowed so many up, ate mm-hmm. up Jonah. You know, it goes on and on. So it, it becomes very fear-based, and you're told that, you know, outside of the organization, once you've accepted the truth, once you've accepted Jehovah, once you've become a Jehovah's Witness, there, there is no way out. It's a one-way indoctrination. You, you come in, and when you leave, you're, you're cut off. You're cut off from everybody you've known for 20 years. They'll never talk to you again. In fact, when I wrote my letter, and I said, I'm done. You know, I didn't want to lie. I didn't want to just drift away and stop making meetings. I said, I'm done. I don't want to believe this. I, I don't want to lie to anybody. So when, when you do that, you're completely cut off. So there's a fear of being completely cut off and being in the world by yourself. And there's a fear that, that the Bible says that's where the gnashing of your teeth and the crushing of your head is going to be under Jehovah's own feet. And there's another scripture that I remember that was permanently indoctrinated in my mind, and it was uh, seek righteousness, seek meekness, and you might be concealed in the day of Jehovah's anger. So Jehovah's coming back. He's coming back with a vengeance. He's going to vindicate his sovereignty. He's going to vindicate his name, uh, just like he did with Pharaoh. So that, that, those are the fear. That's why I stayed so long. It took that long. And, and it took that long to kind of wake up. For whatever reason, I was, I was fast asleep and you know, and I just felt like, you know, we had the truth, and then mm-hmm. through the indoc- through the, the doctrine changing, I, I just started to see. For whatever reason, I was graced that my eyes started to open, and I was able to see. If somebody joins the Jehovah Witness, uh, what kind of rituals do they go in, go through? For example, are they rebaptized? Um, what are yeah, these? you're baptized. You study a book. You come in. You study a book. You meet with three elders. You agree to all the things they want you to agree to, which is there's no trinity. We don't celebrate Christmas. Ours is the true religion. We have the faith from the streets life. I forget how many questions there is. I, I thought there was a 80 or, or something like that. And you, and you go over a certain amount of them with one elder and then a certain amount of them with another elder and then a, a certain amount of them with another elder. And then they get together, say a prayer. You get baptized. You become a witness. And by that time, you're already going door to door. You're already giving talks. You have to join the theocratic ministry school so you know how to public speak and, you know, so on and so forth. Then, of course, you know you don't celebrate Christmas, birthdays, holidays, uh, anything like that. You give all that up because it's pagan and it's part of the world and the world's passing away. So you don't want any part of it. It's what separates the witnesses from everywhere else. You don't take blood, so on and so forth. Do they recognize Christ as being the Son of God? Yes. Yes. Christ is the Son of God. Go ahead. Then why don't they celebrate Christmas? Because, well, there's a couple of scriptures. One shows, well, there was a couple of scriptures that showed on on a birthday or on a, on a, uh, well, one, it's a pagan holiday. They say that Christmas was an intermixing with, you know, the sun god Saturnalia with Christianity, so we wouldn't want any part of paganism. And then, two, Jesus' birthday wasn't on that day. So again, it's 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 being separate from the world. Really, the 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 other part of it, it it just makes them different. That's you know why they have the truth. You know that's one of their little deals. Why don't they stand up to the national anthems? 
because the flag too is is pagan and it's and it's part of the world. It's a uh, it's a pagan uh, image, so they don't they they just don't they're neutral when it comes to the world and you know and war and the flag and they you know they don't vote they they don't have any part of the world it's satan's world so they're they're completely neutral so you mean you you wouldn't find a jehovah witness as a member of the armed forces or law enforcement no no they would go to prison um you know they would uh i don't know they go to canada <laughs> You know, but basically they wouldn't go to war. No, they have to be neutral. I don't regardless. Know. I, I, you know? I, and and yet they they reap the the wonders and the good that these people who fight wars ensure for them. Do they pay Absolutely. taxes? Do they pay taxes? Yeah, they pay taxes, and you know, you know, but they'll be the first to collect unemployment. They'll be the first to take advantage of welfare. They'll mm-hmm. be the first to do any of those sort of things. But as far as as charities, they'll give to their own. But they're really, you know, when I was in there, we weren't given to charities. We were just basically we would send a truckload down to say if Florida got hit by a hurricane, we'd make sure our brothers were taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's really a there's really a, a counseling against intermixing with people of the world and worldly people and you know that sort of thing because so, you know they don't know Jehovah. Yeah. So if they if they if they're getting broken into, do they call the police if their house is on fire? Do they call the fire department? Yes, absolutely. Yes, they so take it, advantage of all those. So it's very one one sided uh, uh, you know existence then. Yes. Yes, and it's all governed. It's like a lady told me one time. She said, you listen to those little old people in New York, and you don't even know who they are. And I had to say, yeah, I did. And she told me one day, what if they told you to wear brown? What if the watchtower came out and said, wear brown? And you know what? We'd wear brown. Honest to God, that's how powerful that watchtower is. Nobody questions the watchtower. If you question the watchtower, you're out of there. All right, what is, God- the, what is the watchtower? The Watchtower is their magazine that keep watch on world events as it fulfills Bible prophecy. And it's a it's a bi-monthly issue. You got the Watchtower one week, you got the Awake the other week. Mm-hmm. And it it's it, it's just a thing that says see see the the world's, you know, in trouble. You see there's earthquakes. See the Bible said there'd be earthquakes in the last days. There'd be food shortages, earthquakes and all this stuff. So it constantly keeps people you know, kind of, you know, it just promotes their message. It so has what, nothing to do with contributing. So what they basically do, if I understand it correctly, is they use world events to fulfill their prophecies. <laughs> yes, their prophecies, that's right. Hmm. And everybody follows blindly. Whether they change the prophecy or they don't change the prophecy, it, it amazes me, now that I'm outside... You know, they just continue to change things. The Watchtower comes up with a new idea, like it used to say in 75, right? A woman had to scream rape. In 76, she didn't have to scream rape if she was being raped. She was in trauma. In 70, in 78, she had to scream rape. 79, she didn't have to scream rape. And it's like, who are these men? Who are these men in New York that are, you know, that, that are telling us these things? It sounds like what Jesus said. You know, you're saying, wash up to your elbows, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with, with serving God or, or, you know, being a light in the world, you know? What is the, um, the background of the Jehovah Witness organization? 
the background in what sense? Well, how long have they been uh, been around? Uh, what has been their foundation? Who founded them? Um, they, they've been around since the 1800s. They've uh, they were founded by uh, uh, Russell. They used to be called Russellites. There was a lot of things they were into. They were into pyramid. You know, they buried some of the governing body, which are the 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 ones who are leading the. Uh, the uh, organization in Brooklyn, New York, they buried them under pyramids. If you do any kind of research on the Internet, you'll see they, they, they've been to, into all sorts of things, and they've constantly changed. At one time, they, they celebrated Christmas, you know, and then they didn't celebrate Christmas. And, you know, they've just continued to evolve in their own way. So that's about how long they've been around, and that's, that's kind of the background. It was kind of a man-made organization. They've had printing presses, so they started printing the Watchtower and Awake and distributing them worldwide, and they started to grow. And then it's been, it's been kept alive through prophecy. It's been kept alive through, you know, this, this world ending. And I, and I don't know all the dates off the top of my head, but, you know, even as early as 1923, 1940s, 1950s, they had prophecies that kept this thing alive. And uh, I, I just uh, was aware of the 75 prophecy and the, the 86 prophecy. And, uh, and, you know, when the people left, you know, when these prophecies don't fulfill, some of the people leave, you know. They say, I don't believe this anymore. And, uh, and they say, well, Jehovah's just cleaned out his organization. That's the message to the organization. Jehovah's did a clearing and, you know, so on and so forth. Dan Clark is our special guest, www.villapress.com. Uh, what, what kind of feedback have you received on your book from uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Jehovah Witnesses? Well, you know, I'm viewed as an apostate. I'm viewed as one that speaks against the organization. But as far as people who read the book, mm-hmm. could, could I speak on that? Sure. Most, most people say they can't put it down. In one reading, and, and I've had even uh, therapists that say, Dan, I, I can't do anything with these Jehovah's Witnesses, so I left them a stack of books. And uh, they've shared them uh, with different uh, Jehovah's Witnesses that were in trouble, either you know with alcohol or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this, this last one that I heard was completely detangled from the fear. All right, stand by, Dan. We've got to take our final break for this hour. Dan Clark is our special guest. His website at www.villapress.com. In the next hour, Dr. William Schneed and I will be talking about three more police officers lost their lives with a gun again. Is it time that the United States of America actually takes a good, hard look at gun control? All this and more as the Exxon continues tonight here on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't this is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. 
The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Clark is our special guest, www.villapress.com. First of all, Dan, thank you very much for joining us tonight. It's always a great pleasure talking to you. What message would you like to leave with the XO Nation tonight? The message that I'd like to leave with the XO Nation is to tell people, do not shrink back. You will lose yourself forever. When that divine, I call it divine frustration, mm-hmm. is what I call a divine alarm clock. When you start feeling that, when you start feeling, when we feel that hopeless, you know, lost, unempowered, um, we have to move forward. And it's it's like the Red Sea, you know. I mean, where's the promised land? It's always on the other side of a Red Sea. Mm-hmm. It's always on the other side of the giant. So I would tell people, do not shrink back. There's no shrinking back. You've got to honor that voice within a small That's voice, right. however you want to call it, and you have to move forward, and you have to walk into the mystery, and you'll find that it's it's not so bad, and, and it's always been, if you, you look at the Bible metaphorically, you got to have faith, you got to move forward, and you got to know there's something better, and I would also tell people there is a power greater, and we can surrender to that power, and it has organizing abilities, divine guidance, and, and I've said, and I've heard it said, that sometimes we've got to tear a few pages out to make room for a divine idea. So I would encourage people to just surrender. You know, it, it's scary. It's, it's fearful when you're leaving an organization where you're so busy and you're walking into this world that seems so empty. But it's, it's, full, of, it, it's full of the majesty of God, the, the beautifulness, the, the creativity, all those sort of things are awaiting you. And living, there's nothing more powerful, nothing more beautiful, that I've ever seen than living from the core of your marrow. I think Yolanda Van Zandt said that, and it's stuck with me forever, that when you're living from the core of your marrow, you are a blessing and you are a light. And I've seen just so many lights out, people that are so beautiful, 
and and the and, and the, the shine is just gone. And I look at my family, and it and it just hurts me. So, I would just encourage anybody surrender to that, be open to that, say yes to that, and walk into the mystery. God bless them. Dan, is there any place where uh, people can go to be deprogrammed? Yes, um, there's some websites on my website where they can go. There's some counselors and there's there's some deprogramming uh, people. Off the top of my head, I don't know, but my website is full of resources. You, you know, and they can go there and there's there's lots of resources. And, and, and a lot of these people that have been in these, some of these resources, these people have been in cults mm-hmm. and they've come out the other side so they know how to listen, they know how to validate and walk people through it. Dan, once again, I want to thank you very much, and to you and yours, a very happy Easter. Take care of yourself, Dan. Thank you. Yep, Bye-bye. you too. Dan Clark, www.villapress.com. When I come back from the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past, I'll be joined by Dr. William Schneed. We're going to be talking about those three police officers who responded to a call and were killed in cold blood by a gunman. Is a time where the United States looks at other nations who have gun control. I know it's an I know it's one of the rights, but you know what? It's time that guns were put away and that the right to bear arms should be no more. That's just my opinion. After all, this is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network. Dr. William Schneed is up next here on the Exxon on Talkstar. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com slash boost. 